work. Thrive, lead, persist, communicate. Portrait of a graduate. Welcome to our podcast. The Springfield Public Schools Portrait of a Graduate is the community's vision of essential skills and attributes that students will learn before they graduate. It is intended to empower Springfield schools and the community to reimagine teaching and learning inside and outside of schools. More than 200 people attended our community events. At least 700 educators participated in educator conversations. Around 50 student leaders participated and about 1,400 people reviewed draft copies of the portrait and provided feedback. It took more than a year to engage those stakeholders, more than 2,000 of them, in conversations where district officials listened to their hopes and dreams for Springfield Youth. The result of those conversations is The Portrait of a Graduate, a single document that lists central skills and attributes that Springfield schools, along with the community, will help students develop. The next step in our work is continued engagement with educators, students, and community members, and utilizing the portrait as a blueprint that will guide the district's strategic plan for the next five years, a strategic plan that defines new ways to inspire and empower our students. And welcome to POG, the podcast. Today, we are talking about a field trip, if you will, a group of Springfield Public School representatives, along with 70 educators from across New England, visited Mission Vista School District. That's in California. They went in March to learn more about implementing Portrait of a Graduate. They went to Mission Vista because that district has been doing Portrait of a Graduate work for more than eight years, and they received national attention for the changes they've made to what school looks and feels like for their students there. So our Springfield Public School representatives got a firsthand look at what Mission Vista has done, and they had the chance to ask a lot of questions about how they did it. So joining us today are a few individuals who actually took that trip, and I'm looking forward to hearing from them what they learned and what they hope they can bring. we can bring back to Springfield Public Schools from lessons learned at Mission Vista. So joining us today are Rhonda Stoll-Lewis, who is the principal of Dorman Elementary School, Allison Stoddard, who is a school counselor at the Springfield Renaissance School, Isaiah Lewis, who is a junior at Renaissance, where he is also captain of the bowling team and plays on the soccer and volleyball teams, Megan Angel, who is a parent of a sophomore at the Springfield Renaissance School, and she's also a paraprofessional at Walsh Elementary School. And we have Megan's daughter, Kelsey, joining us, who is the sophomore at Renaissance School, who also went on the trip. So Isaiah, you were one of two students who went on this trip to Mission Vista in California. And like I stated earlier, the main purpose was to see how they do school at Vision Vista, uh, Mission Vista, because they have been engaged in the portrait of a graduate for some time. So I want to ask you, Isaiah, was there anything that you saw in the schools there that really stuck out to you as an idea that we could bring back here to Springfield? Um, yes, I wanted to say uh, one thing out of the many that stuck out to me was that they had 
I think a total of 150 different classes that students are able to take. Some of those classes were restricted based off of um, age and class, but others, they they were kind of scattered between anywhere and they have the difference between, I think like a core class and then another class, which was, I forgot what the name was, but it'd be something like band or uh well like like engineering something like that mm-hmm. that would fit to their particular pathway and mm. pathways is another thing and it was brought up already but pathways where we're students from mission vista are able to um i guess select like a career that they have in mind like say there's a medical pathway um doctors anything there's um music music pathways uh, business pathway. Mm-hmm. There's a law one. And so it's just mm-hmm. with all these classes, you're able to select the pathway and you're able to take classes that fit to your personal pathway, mm-hmm. pathway need, whatever that may be. Right. And so with that, I thought that was really amazing. Yeah. Because it's like almost like mini college in a way. Mm-hmm. So So let me ask you, um, let me ask you, Isaiah, do you have any plans right now in mind for the kind of career you want to pursue? I I have a couple ideas in mind, yes. Mm -hmm. I know I want to attend UMass. UMass is definitely up there for schools. But when it comes to what I want to major in, I'd say business. I'm definitely going to go on business if all else fails. But Mm -hmm. Uh, psychology. Uh huh. Psychology, but I could also see myself being a teacher. A teacher. So, yeah. Following in mom's footsteps, who we'll hear from in just a minute. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Possibly. A sports manager. Like I, I just have like a bunch of ideas floating around mm-hmm. my head. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the things why um, a Pathways program probably appealed to you so much, right? Because it would be an opportunity to get your feet wet and learn a little bit about the things you're, what you're thinking about might be a career for you. So if your school at this point in time had a Pathway program, you might be interested in something in business or teaching or, um, you know, those things that, that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also you talked about the wide range of course selections that the students have, that it sounds like they're more of electives, right? So outside of those subjects that you have to take, those classes that you have to take, did you see a lot of choices that students had for other kind of classes? Um, yes, I know um, they have the typical art, theater, uh, gym. they had stuff like that, classes like that. Mm-hmm. But like in our system, those classes are mandatory. But in Mission Vista, it's, I think they said, if you're a freshman, you only have one. But mm. once you senior year, I believe, you're able to have three, three elective classes. Because mm. you take care of all your mandatory ones in the earlier years. Earlier on, yeah. That's what so- I remember saying. So let me ask you this, and this is my last question for you. How did it feel seeing school, like you're used to Springfield Public Schools, you've been enrolled in, you know, since pre-K or kindergarten. How did it feel going someplace other side of the country and seeing kids and teachers doing school differently? Honestly, it felt really 
it felt good mm-hmm. because when most people think of school, they think of this one setting, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And that's just, for the most part, the generic, a teacher's up on a board, students are just listening. But there's a bunch of different ways that you can do school. And realizing mm-hmm. this renaissance, because in a renaissance, we do things differently compared to the generic school, which I enjoy. But then mm-hmm. seeing it in other places as well, seeing what someone somewhere else does. And then if you go, maybe like right down into the next town, maybe from Springfield, they probably do school completely differently there. Right. And so I think that's really amazing to think about and experience. Excellent, excellent. And I heard that you made quite an impression. Um, Both of you, both of our young people, our students who uh, went on the trip, made quite an impression on the larger group because there were um, contingents there from districts from across New England. So congratulations and thank you for for repping the 413 so well. Thank you for having me. So, mom, I don't know if I should call you mom or Principal Stoll Lewis or just what, but uh, we are also joined by Isaiah's mother, uh, Rhonda Stoll Lewis, who, as I said earlier, is a principal uh, here in the district. Uh, so, why don't you tell us a little bit about your school, Miss Stoll Lewis? <laughs> Thank you, Isabel. Um, so, we're in our second year of Portrait of a Graduate and definitely looks a little different in elementary than it does in secondary. Mm -hmm. Um, simply because of the courses and getting that preparation to go to college um, and to graduate. Um, But there are a lot of things that were really um, impressive in regards to the design of the program that we saw. First of all, it was great to be in another school. It's been since COVID, like we have all of our meetings on Zoom. So even when we have principal meetings or zone meetings, we don't have them in the buildings anymore. We just do it by Zoom, which is very convenient. Um, when you're the only administrator in a building not to have to leave your school, but then you Mm -hmm. miss going to other places and seeing like, how do they display their work on the wall? How do they share their data? How do they, um, you know, what does the routines and procedures look like in the classroom? So being able to go into a school was powerful after almost three years of not being in building other than my own. So that was a great takeaway. Um, It was also really powerful to hear the stories from the students Mm -hmm. as to their experiences. Um, and how they kind of found their way to Mission Vista, like what was their kind of pathway um, to get there, which really reminded me a lot of Renaissance as well. Um, In addition to, you know, the comparing and contrasting, like I said, from secondary to elementary and thinking about what could we incorporate um, through Portrait of a Graduate in an elementary setting, understanding what it will look like down the road in secondary. Mm. Oh, I get that connection, yes. Right. Right. Because at Dorman, you are, you know, you're an elementary school and you spent uh, how many days are you in Mission Vista? Four days? Two, actually. Two days. Okay. Yeah, we get there approximately like eight o'clock in the morning and we'd leave about four. Long days, long days. So it helped you to see what you are preparing your students in elementary for to to be able to do in, in the higher grades. Absolutely. Now, how did it, how did it feel? So you kind of told us your perspective as a principal, and it was very administrative. I heard you say, "How do they uh, display their data? What do the rooms look like?" Very principal-like. But you were also there with your son. <laughs> so how was that for a mother and son to experience something like that um, together, which was relevant for each of you, him as a student and you as an administrator? 
So that's a really great question. I mean, it's really powerful when your child is older, as you know, because you have an older son as well, mm -hmm. um, to kind of see them like do their own thing. Like, you know, as you get older, your children get older, you're more of a facilitator versus like a hands-on parent for everything. Um, so, I mean, Isaiah navigates himself really well, as you can tell, like he speaks very well. He kind of became the leader of the group, even the groups from other school districts. He kind of was like the spokesperson for the groups. So it was really powerful to see him, you know, spread his wings and, and do his thing. Um, and, you know, there were times when we were separated and there's times we were together. So it's just, you know, just we kind of navigated that back back to, you know, our roles. And I think my role was more as an administrator than it was a mom. So, you know, I kind of fell into that, that, that role, you know, that role um, until it was like, you know, time to go to bed and make sure you brush your teeth. But for the most part, it really was, um, he was a student learning and I was a principal learning and he did his thing and I did my thing. And then when we were together, we were together, but it was good to see him um, actually step into that leadership role, as I said, um, amongst not just, you know, our little cohort, which is only two kids, but also like within the group. So that was powerful to see. Yeah, I'm sure you're a very proud mom. Uh, you know, Pathways keeps coming up in this conversation in different ways. So Rhonda, can you tell us a little bit about your pathway to the position that you are now? I mentioned earlier, you've been a principal for 19 years, but you've certainly been in the district for longer than that. So can you tell us why your interest in education in the first place and what your career has been like? Oh, sure. So I always babysat in my little town. So I was kind of like the neighborhood babysitter. So I always knew I was going to work with children um, and I wanted to help kids. So I became a special ed teacher and I taught special ed students, all different prototypes and different programs for about 10 years and then um, or 11 and then became an administrator. Um, and I've been an administrator ever since. Thanks a lot, Rhonda. And now let's hear from our other student, Kelsey. Kelsey. Tell me what it was like, first of all, to spend so much time in a whole other school to see something, you know, that's kind of what you do every day, but a whole different part of the country and just a whole different way of doing it. How did that sit with you? How did that feel? Um, it was so amazing, honestly. It was such a great new experience. Um, first off, because I've never been cross country. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just nice to see a school that had like motivation for the students, not that, mm -hmm. and along with Renaissance. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was really nice to see for all together on the trip, the want for student voice and student education, which obviously, but for me, as um, my school years have gone on, I feel like it's been less of going to school for the purpose of educating myself and being a more knowledgeable student. It's switched from that to going to school for good grades. And this trip has really changed my perspective on it a lot. And hmm. So one thing we heard Isaiah talk about was the number of class options and different, mm. you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. They were called Pathways at Mission Vista. Mm -hmm. And they, they were, so many in every class i think they had a couple posters that showed all the different courses and classes and that really just it was amazing because it seemed like uh, a true school that wanted that was preparing kids for their futures that was 
setting up students to to be who they wanted to be yep. after school and yeah um work on their pathways which they mentioned something um about student panels did you sit in on any student panels yes i do Yes. What were some of the topics or was there anything that stuck out for you about the student panels? What stuck out for me was how much the students appreciated their connections with the teachers. Mm. Uh, I also think that that's very important for students and, and staff <laughs> and teachers and everyone in the school building. Great. So, Megan, you yeah. you also... Like Principal Lewis, you went wearing two hats. You are a mom, but you're also a para. Was there yeah. was there one role that stood out for you more while you were there? Um, it, I I think it was like ping pong for me. <laughs> yeah, um, I was proud of Kelsey, who wasn't. She got up and spoke to a group for the first time. Um, mm -hmm. but I was there as a parent too, as far as my interest in my children's education focusing further than just 12th grade. Like mm -hmm. get them to start preparing and thinking that there is a future ahead of them. What do mm -hmm. they want? They need to start now. Um, I think Renaissance does a really good job with that, but stepping outside of their doors and seeing it somewhere else, right? I think was a good awakening. Um, as a para, I, I was excited because I see Renaissance doing a lot of what was done there in their own ways. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe they don't have set pathways, but they're always encouraging kids not only to look to college, but to look to what you want to do. And they help mm -hmm. guide you in that direction. Um, and that's an asset. As a para, I would love to see some of the wholeness that I saw there and I see at Renaissance come down through all the school levels, like mm -hmm. have some type of pathway within our district, not just in the high schools. Um, like for instance, the, the habits of work that Renaissance utilizes, mm -hmm. I can see that being introduced in an elementary school. Mm -hmm. And having them understand what the habits of work are. What kind of habits do you need to succeed as a scholar in the mm -hmm. Springfield School District? Mm -hmm. So um, that's something that was big for me. And to be in a room as a para, paras never get to participate, you know? And I, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be negative, but that I got to be there as a para in a room full of parents, teachers, mm -hmm. principals, um, committee members. I mean, it was just mind blowing. Right. And we were all different and from all different areas of the United States. And it was really kind of cool that our interests were basically the same. We want the children to do better. We mm -hmm. want them to have some control and say, and the people that were there were not afraid to look and say, what can we improve? We've got to improve. What can we yeah. do better? That really struck me. Yeah, right. I think that's one thing for, um, you know, if you're constantly seeking excellence is you do want to know, you do want that honest feedback. Where can we improve? Allison, I wanted to talk with you because you went on the trip 
you know, you're a counselor at the Springfield Renaissance School, and this wasn't your first trip to another school district under the portrait of a graduate initiative to kind of see some best practices that we might want to bring back. Um, for you, what what stood out at Mission Vista? Um, definitely the first thing that stood out for me at Mission Vista was the opportunity to travel with two of my students. Um, mm -hmm. I know that's not specific to the school itself, but um, especially in the work that I do as a counselor and kind of help build up my students and giving them opportunities. This is something that Isaiah and Kelsey are, are, are no, never going to forget. Um, and so being able to, to share this experience with them was really incredible, right? It was Kelsey's first time on a plane and mm -hmm. like, who she's going to say like, oh, my, my counselor and my principal and my mom were there with me on my first yeah. time on a plane. <laughs> um, so that was, that was cool. Um, and just getting to know them. And I think that's important in the work as we do as educators is getting to know our students outside of the school building. Um, so this was kind of like that, just on the extreme level, right? Traveling across the country. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, and, you know, working with Mrs. Angel and working with her older daughter and now getting to know Kelsey has been pretty cool. Um, I think when, you know, at Mission Vista, um, some of the things that we take away, and uh, it's just, it, it's hard, you know, you can't take a building and pick it up and move it over, right? Especially one of the right. first things that stood out to, I think all of us in New England was, this is an outdoor campus. Like you have to, you walk outside to, to go to your classrooms. That, that could never happen here in New England, right? Mm -hmm. um, but beyond that, just the, the level of student voice, student initiative and responsibility, I think those kind of go hand in hand. Um, talking to some of the students and, and hearing them just speak so highly of their school um, mm -hmm. and their experience is, is very powerful as an educator. Um, and thinking of how we can bring pieces like that because that's, that's our goal, right? We're going to these places to learn about right. how we can improve our schools, how to improve our students' um, experiences mm -hmm. beyond, beyond the lens of sitting in the classroom. Um, so the opportunity to take those little pieces that help build, <clears throat> excuse me, those like soft skills for our young right. adults um, to prepare them for after high school or from middle school to high school or elementary school to middle school and kind of through right. those transitions. Um, it's hard, it's not like one specific thing, but it's all those different practices that the school is able to implement um, that help build that that confidence. And um, again, those soft skills to, to prepare them for those transitions. So it was very cool. Yeah, excellent. That's, it sounds like there was so much and you bred, you bring up some really great points. Like it's not only about the actual, you know, what you went there to do, but it's the journey and you you had that opportunity to experience that with with your students. And mm -hmm. so there's that piece of it, too, which I think speaks to something else. The portrait of a graduate is really looking at, which is relationship building between, you know, um, the adults in the building um, and students. So Absolutely. certainly that speaks to that. Um, you guys weren't the only ones who went on the trip. I just want to uh, mention all the others who attended. Uh, Michelle Balk, who's the senior administrator for the Portrait of a Graduate lead. Um, Dr. Aria Coburn, who's the principal over at Renaissance. Um, like Mrs. Angel mentioned, there were two school committee members who attended. Latonia Monroe Naylor, who's the vice chairwoman of the school committee, and Josiah Gonzalez. 
There was also another counselor along with Allison, a school adjustment counselor from Springfield Public Day High, uh, who was Raymond Wagner. And um, of course, the others are, are all on this, this call. Uh, another educator from Renaissance, Jamie Pirog, and another educator from Springfield Public Day High, Kendall Jr. So Springfield was really well represented um, on this trip, and I thought it was all districts from New England, but it sounds like there were districts from across the country who went to visit Mission Vista too. So that's great. Before we close, we're almost done. I want to go back to um, Kelsey and Mrs. Angel to talk about Quinn, who is a senior at Springfield Renaissance School, Kelsey's older sister. Um, she has achieved something substantial. Can you all tell us what her plans for the fall are? With the super help of Ms. Stoddard and many people guiding her through the process of Clestbridge, Quinn is heading to Yale this fall for engineering. Oh. And we, I just, when something that grand happens to your own family, the number of people you have gratitude for just woo, went huge. Yeah. So many people that we are grateful for at Renaissance, mm -hmm. um, and including mm -hmm. her other classmates, you know? I mean, just, there's just, I, I gotta stop because I will go on and on, but I am overwhelmed with, for me to get to know my child and actually care about my child. Mm -hmm. like just listening to Ms. Stoddard talk about that relationship, I'm like, dying over <laughs> here in, a, in the best of ways. But it's yeah. true, they, they really, they care about your children and their mm -hmm. people. And yeah. it shows in all the extra effort they put in the extra hours, the extra concern, the reaching out to parents. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's amazing. We are so grateful and so proud of Quinn. Quinn has worked very hard. She has always been a good scholar, but continues to push on her own. And uh, mm -hmm. we're, we're just hoping that she'll do well at Yale. I think she will. I think she'll enjoy it. I think she will too. We certainly wish her the best of luck and congratulations to everyone because you just said it's a village, um, but especially um, to Quinn, uh, who was the one who has to, you know, rolled up the sleeves and, and got the work done, but couldn't do it without that support network around her. So congratulations to her. And I want to thank all of our guests for joining us today and for taking that time to go to uh, all the way over to California and bring back ideas to the district so that we can move forward with our portrait of a graduate by using techniques and programs and things that we see are actually working other places uh, in the country. So thank you for that. It was really service in the name of the entire district. But I mean, you were in California in the middle of March, so it had some upside. <laughs> yes, it was very busy, not a lot of free time, but the free time we had, we were taking it in. <laughs> yeah, we actually tried to schedule to do this interview while you all were in Mission Vista. 
Um, but you were so busy, uh, we couldn't fit it in. So yeah. we know you all were packed from like morning till night. You worked hard for us. So we appreciate it. Definitely. And we appreciate all our listeners for tuning in for another episode of POG, the podcast. Portrait of a Graduate, the podcast, is a production of the Springfield Public Schools Office of Communication. Azel Kavan, executive producer and host. Christian Polanco, production manager. Ewan Tran, a senior at Putnam Academy, production intern. Theme music written by Marcos Carreros, music teacher at the Springfield Conservatory of the Arts and performed by the Conservatory of the Arts School Band. And I'm Davion Datsun Kong. And I'm Abriella from Glenwood. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Have a great day.